chapter 3. Genesis 22, 4-6. Isaac and Jesus were... Part 2. Isaac and Jesus were raised on the third day. Genesis 22, 4. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. There are clear Old Testament prophecies that Jesus would be raised from the dead. Psalm 16 is a messianic psalm, which means that even though David wrote it, we can read it as though Jesus is speaking. In verse 10, he says, For you will not leave my soul in Sheol, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. Peter quotes this verse in Acts 2.27, and Paul quotes it in Acts 13.35 as prophecies of Jesus' resurrection. Isaiah 53.10 also prophesies of Jesus' resurrection. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. When you make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Jesus did not have physical children, seed, but he has spiritual children. Isaiah says he will see these children after he has been killed, bruised, put to grief, made an offering. Jesus would die, but the Father would prolong his days, referring to his resurrection. While most Christians know it was prophesied that Jesus would be raised from the dead on the third day, few Christians can find the prophecy in the Old Testament. Why is that? When Jesus fulfilled prophecies, the New Testament often quotes the Old Testament verse that contains the prophecy. For example, Matthew 1, 22-23 references Isaiah 7, 14. So all this was done, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translates as God with us. Matthew 2, 5-6 references Micah 5, 2. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, For thus it is written by the prophet, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. In John 13, 18, Jesus referenced Psalm 41, 9. I do not speak concerning all of you. I know whom I have chosen, but that the scripture may be fulfilled. He who eats bread with me has lifted up his heel against me. The difficulty with the resurrection is the New Testament does not quote any Old Testament verse identifying the prophecy that it would take place on the third day. Is it possible there is no such prophecy? No. In Luke 24, 46, Jesus said, Thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. In 1 Corinthians 15, 4, Paul said Jesus was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Jesus said it is written in the Old Testament that he would rise on the third day. Paul said the scriptures prophesied not just that Jesus would be raised, but on the third day. Where is this prophecy? There are three possibilities. Jonah. The book of Jonah was written about 760 B.C. Almost eight centuries before Jesus was born, Jonah served as an amazing sign of his death, burial, and resurrection. When the religious leaders asked for a sign in Matthew 12, 39-40, Jesus rebuked them, saying, An evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and no sign will be given except the sign of the prophet Jonah. 
For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Jesus said Jonah served as a sign of his death, burial, and resurrection. Jonah 1.17 says, The Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. The language takes our minds to the New Testament, where the same words are used of Christ. Jonah died when the fish swallowed him. He was buried while in the fish. The imagery in the verses is so strong, you could almost wonder if Jonah is alive or dead. For example, Jonah 2, verse 2 records, And he said, I cried out to the Lord because of my affliction, and he answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol, I cried, and you heard my voice. We would expect Jonah to say, out of the belly of the fish, I cried. But he said he was in Sheol. Sheol is not heaven or hell. Instead, it is the temporary abode of the dead until people are resurrected to their eternal homes in heaven or hell. The Greek New Testament parallel is Hades, which makes the typology with Jesus very strong because Jesus was in Hades while he was buried. David spoke concerning the resurrection of the Christ that his soul was not left in Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. Acts 2.31 Continuing the burial imagery, Jonah 2.6 says, I went down to the moorings of the mountains. The earth with its bars closed behind me forever. Yet you have brought up my life from the pit, O Lord my God. You would expect Jonah to say the water closed behind him, but instead he says the earth. This is not the language of burial in the ocean. This is the language of burial in the ground. The pit is a synonym for Sheol and Hades, and Jonah expected to be brought up or raised from the pit. He looked forward to his resurrection, just like Jesus looked forward to his resurrection. Jesus said, you will not leave my soul in Hades, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. Acts 2, 27. Jonah's resurrection occurred in verse 10. So the Lord spoke to the fish, and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. When Jonah came out of the fish, he probably felt like he came back from the dead and was given new life. Like Jesus, Jonah was buried for three days and three nights, and he might serve as a prophecy of Jesus' resurrection on the third day. Hosea Hosea 5.14 through chapter 6 verse 2 records the second likely prophecy of Jesus' resurrection on the third day. God speaks in Hosea 5.14 through 15, And like a young lion to the house of Judah, I, even I, will tear them and go away. I will take them away and no one shall rescue. I will return again to my place till they acknowledge their offense. Then they will seek my face. In their affliction, they will earnestly seek me. These words sound harsh, but they serve the beautiful purpose of turning Israel back to God. The people respond in Hosea 6, 1-2, Come and let us return to the Lord, for He is torn, but He will heal us. He is stricken, but He will bind us up. After two days, he will revive us. On the third day, he will raise us up that we may live in his sight. The words about being raised on the third day take our minds to Christ. 
Although these verses discuss Israel, the complete fulfillment is in Jesus. He is the ideal Israel, according to Isaiah 49.3. And he said to me, You are my servant, O Israel, in whom I will be glorified. Israel is also called God's son, Exodus 4.22. Then you shall say to Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord, Israel is my son, my firstborn. Hosea 11.1, when Israel was a child, I loved him, and out of Egypt, I called my son. The New Testament shows these verses about Israel serve as prophecies of Jesus. Matthew 2.14-15 quotes Hosea 11.1, when he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt and was there until the death of Herod that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt I called my son. These verses about Israel look forward to Christ. That is also the case with Hosea 6.2, which goes beyond Israel's rebirth to Christ's resurrection. 1 Peter 1.10-11 loosely says, All the prophets testified to the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. They might not have been aware of the future reality of their words, but they are fulfilled in Christ. Regarding He will raise us up, Adam Clark said, These words are supposed to refer to the resurrection of our Lord. The original Yekimenu has been translated, He will raise him up. The words may live in His sight are like Isaiah 53.10, which says, He shall prolong His days. The context wonderfully supports Jesus being in view. The words, I will tear, he has torn, looked at Christ's body torn on the cross. When he died, the veil of the temple was torn in two, Matthew 27, 51. Hebrews 10, 20 says we have access to God by a new and living way, which he consecrated for us through the veil, that is, his flesh. The veil was a picture of Christ's body that, when torn, gave us access to God. The words he has stricken point to Christ, who was stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. Isaiah 53, 4. The words, He will revive us, He will raise us up, that we may live in His sight, are a suitable prophecy, because Jesus is the first fruits of the resurrection. 1 Corinthians 15, 20-23. There is a close relationship between Jesus and His people, who are called the body of Christ. 1 Corinthians 12.27 The resurrection of his body is their resurrection. We shall be united together with him in the likeness of his resurrection. Romans 6.5 Isaac Genesis 22.4 Then on the third day Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. Genesis 22 is one of the most unique types in the Old Testament because while others foreshadow Christ's death or resurrection, Abraham and Isaac foreshadow Christ's death and resurrection, with the confirmation in the New Testament. Hebrews 11.17 prefigures Christ's sacrifice through Isaac. Hebrews 11.19 prefigures Christ's resurrection through Isaac. Genesis 22.4 is not only referring to the day Abraham arrived at Moriah, the verse also identifies the day Abraham received Isaac back from the dead. Hebrews 11.17 says, By faith Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. And he who had received the promises 
offered up his only begotten son. Twice it says Isaac was offered up, drawing a parallel between him and Jesus, who was offered up for our sins, Romans 4.25. Second, Isaac is given the same title as Jesus, only begotten son. Hebrews 11.18 says, Of whom it was said, In Isaac your seed shall be called. This quote from Genesis 21.12 identifies Isaac as the promised son Abraham's descendants would come from, as opposed to Ishmael. Hebrews 11.19 says, Concluding that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead, from which he also received him in a figurative sense. The words raise him up, even from the dead, create the imagery that Isaac was resurrected. When Abraham received the command to sacrifice Isaac, he was so committed to obeying, it was as though Isaac died to him. This was the first day. Abraham reached Mount Moriah on the third day. He ascended the mountain to sacrifice his son, and when the angel of the Lord stopped him, it was as though he received Isaac back from the dead. This occurred in a figurative sense because Isaac did not physically die. The Greek word for figurative is parabole, which is related to our English word parallel. It means a placing of one thing by the side of another, juxtaposition. Of the 50 times the word occurs in the New Testament, 46 times it is translated as parable. Jesus' parables were physical stories placed alongside spiritual realities. The physical story of Abraham and Isaac illustrated the spiritual reality of Jesus' death and resurrection on the third day. Isaac and Jesus carried the wood for their sacrifices. Genesis 22.6 So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and the two of them went together. The wood for the burnt offering is emphasized throughout the account, mentioned five times in verses 3, 6, 7, and twice in verse 9. The wood looks to the cross. In both accounts, the wood was the physical instrument on which both Isaac and Jesus would be sacrificed. John 19.17 says, Jesus, bearing his cross, went out to a place called the place of a skull, which is called in Hebrew, Golgotha. Just like Jesus carried the wood for his sacrifice on his shoulders when he went to die, so did Isaac carry the wood for his sacrifice on his shoulders when he went to die. Isaac and Jesus were willing to experience their father's fire. Genesis 22.6 So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac his son, and he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and the two of them went together. The fire is mentioned twice in verses 6 and 7. We would expect verse 6 to say Abraham took the implements for building the fire, but instead it says he took the fire in his hand, or carried the fire. This sounds odd, but it looks forward to God's wrath which is commonly associated with fire. Jeremiah 21.12 Thus says the Lord, Execute justice in the morning and deliver from the hand of the oppressor him who has been robbed, lest my wrath go forth like fire and burn with none to quench it because of your evil deeds. Ezekiel 22.31 I have poured out my indignation on them. I have consumed them with the fire of my wrath, says the Lord God. Zephaniah 118. 
in the day of the Lord's wrath, but the whole land shall be devoured by the fire of his jealousy. When God poured out his wrath on Sodom and Gomorrah, he rained fire and brimstone from heaven, Genesis 19.24 and Luke 17.29. The location for unbelievers who experience God's wrath for eternity is the lake of fire, Revelation 19.20 and chapter 20, verses 10, 14, and 15. When Abraham carried the fire, it prefigured the wrath God the Father would pour out and the Son would consume. Jesus prayed, O my Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Matthew 26, 39. Jesus drank the Father's wrath that believers deserve, so there is no more due us. Lamentations 3.22 says, Through the Lord's mercies we are not consumed, because His compassions fail not. We are not consumed by God's wrath, because Jesus was willing to receive it for us. God's mercies doused the fire for Christians when He lit the fire for His Son. Questions Number 7. Describe the similarities between Isaac and Jesus in Genesis 22, 4-6. Number 8. Which parallel of Isaac and Jesus did you find to be most significant? Number 9. Why did Jesus, Luke 24, 46, and Paul, 1 Corinthians 15, 4, say the Old Testament prophesied the resurrection would take place on the third day? Number 10. How does Jonah serve as a sign of Christ's death, burial, and resurrection? Number 11. What do the fire and wood represent? Number 12. Why were Isaac and Jesus both willing to be sacrificed?